Hello there, and welcome to episode 15 of Uncovering the Corners of the World podcast. I'm your host, Karina Kasmala. Each week using research and in some cases using personal experiences where I actually travel to these locations, I'll be explaining some of the hidden gems in the U.S. and around the world. Last week, we continued our journey through Missouri, walking through the Museum of Frightening Ways that Mental Health was treated in the 17th, 18th, and 19th century. Then we drove to Meramic Caverns, a cave that turned out to be a hiding spot for the bank robber Jesse James. And lastly, we stopped by the giant bookshelf in Kansas City to see a library that looks like giant books standing right next to each other. This week, we are continuing our journey, except in Southern Illinois, because we're remembering a recent trip that I took. And this trip is not too far from the first place that we ever visited in the first episode of this podcast, Collinsville, Illinois, Cahokia Mounds and Catsup Bottle. First attraction is known as the largest Western store in the tri-state area. And while the outside of the store might not look like the largest, on the inside is a different story. You can't see the other end of the store. At 802 Halfway Road, Marion, Illinois, is McKinney's Western Store. This family business store has been open since the 1960s, according to the official McKinney's Western Store website, and the second generation is Kim McKinney, who's been running the store since 1993. Inside the store, horse saddles are lined up in rows and rows, from the most basic design to the most colorful, fancy designs there are. Probably a dream destination for a horse lover or horse owners. As you walk past the saddles, you can smell the leather from the aisles and aisles cowboy boots. On the other side are other accessories, the traditional cowboy hats and straw hats and belts, as well as jeans and shirts. Our next attraction is the remains of a shallow sea that existed 320 million years ago and that covered the borders of Illinois, Indiana, and Kentucky. In Harold, Illinois, in Shawnee National Forest is the Garden of the Gods. The 3,300 acres of stones balance on top of each other or are formed to look like mushrooms. With a crater-like stalk and a round cap on top, make up the Garden of the Gods. There is one trail to observe the natural formations, known as the Observation Trail, which is one-fourth of a mile and takes 30 minutes to cover. The entire trail system in the Garden of the Gods is 16.9 miles long and along this trail system, you could even spot the Little Grand Canyon. These rock formations are more than 20,000 feet thick, about four miles deep, according to the official USDA, United States Department of Agriculture website. These stones were formed with sand and mud, and over time they were exposed to different weather conditions. Along the trail, there are specific named structures, like the Devil's Smokestack, which appears like a giant chimney that is 30 feet, 9 meters, from the wedged boulder to the top of the pillar. There are trail signs, 
warning about high cliffs along the trail system. If you happen to remember in episode 4, Mackinac Island, Michigan, relived the American Revolution, I mentioned the British and American Fort, Fort Mackinac. At 2006, 1350 State Route 155, Prairie du Rocher, Illinois, is a French fort named Fort de Chartes. It was originally built as three wooden forts, but today stands as one large stone fort. It was built in 1753 by the French, and it served as their governmental building, as mentioned by the Fort de Chartes historic site website. During 1763, the French gave up control of North America, including the land that is today known as Illinois. They gave it up to Great Britain when, in 1765, the British became the new owners of the fort, until 1772. Around that time, the South Wall was destroyed by the Mississippi River that passed through. Today, the fort we see is more of a restored version, where the gate was restored in the 1920s and the portion walls were restored in 1989 while in 1976, the historic site entered the National Register of Historic Places. Inside the fort walls is a guardhouse, restored in 1936 with a Catholic chapel designed in the style of a 1750s chapel, along with a priest's room, a gunner's room, an officer of the day room, as mentioned by the website, and a guard's room. Besides that, there is also a restored powder magazine with barrels and barrel racks, and a museum of the history of the French fort. Our last stop this week is right when you drive into Shelbyville to see a dam that is 3,020 feet long and spans 108 feet high. The Lake Shelbyville Dam and Spillway, according to the Greater Shelbyville website, has three spillway gates that are 45 feet by 37 feet and smaller gates known as sluice gates, measuring 11 feet by 5 and a half feet. The dam's purpose was to control a normal 11,000 acre lake, specifically controlling the Okaw and Kaskaskia rivers, so they don't flood the Kaskaskia River Valley. The project was a part of the Federal Flood Control Act of 1938. The dam was constructed by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and the project was started in 1963 and ended in 1970. Shelbyville offers tours of the dam from Memorial Day through Labor Day on the weekends. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and check out the episodes from earlier weeks. Tune in next week as we explore more hidden attractions in the U.S.